Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, how is everybody doing? As you can hear, my voice is slowly but surely coming back, and soon I'll be back to being uh, the boisterous Teddy that you all know and enjoy. So that'll be uh, fun once we get back there. But for the time being, we're getting ready for another game tonight against Ottawa. Very, very exciting, a game that I feel like the Sharks should be able to get a win. That said... Uh, the way the Sharks have played this year, you know, we expect them to beat Chicago at home. They didn't. We expect them to beat Anaheim twice at home. They didn't. And we're still waiting for them to get their second home win of the season. And there's no better time than the present for that to happen. To get you ready for tonight's game, I brought in Shalena Goldman of NHL.com who covers the Sharks. Shalena, what's going on? How are you doing? Doing well, buddy. How are you? I'm, I'm doing uh, better. My voice is slowly but surely coming back. So, Hopefully, uh, you know, in a couple of days, we'll be back at uh, my being my normal obnoxious loud self. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so much of what the Sharks, it's like this whole Groundhog Day thing. It's like they come off this road trip where they win three out of four. And then they're once again in this same thing of being at home and playing winnable games and then losing them. It's like the game against Detroit. It's like they come roaring back uh, from you know, up 2-1 to down 4-2 to tie it 4-4. And then they gave up three straight with an empty netter. It's like, okay. And then you look at the Rangers game, it's like, to me, a 0-0 game entering the third at home, like, you have to win that. And instead, they simply do not. So, I mean, it's just, it's really interesting watching this team right now. And those and those were two different losses, too, with the with the, with the, with the Detroit game. I didn't think either side looked, looked particularly clean or particularly smooth. Um, but, you know, when they came rolling back and were able to tie it up 4-4, there was that feeling of, ooh, they, they're going to get that second home win. It's going to happen. And just the way it all deteriorated right after that, I'm sitting up there watching. I was like, what I was like, what am I watching right now? Yeah. How is this a how is this a professional hockey team? It was it was insane. And then the game against New York, I I, I was actually pretty impressed that they were able to hold, you know, hold them scoreless up you know you know into into that third period because new york had the jump on them pretty much the entire game a big big kudos to james reimer he was fantastic on saturday he was he was very unhappy with himself after that game against detroit and so Mm -hmm. for him to completely stand on his head like he did on saturday it's like okay your goalie is doing everything go to go to go to the other end of the ice and score, you know, you know, and score some goals and give him some help. And I think that is, a, has a lot to do with why David Quinn was so upset as he was after Saturday's game, because, you know, because they're often, you know, their offense didn't show up. Yeah. And no, they, they didn't. I mean, that's the thing is like, when we've talked about this before, we say, we don't know which sharks team is going to show up. And it's like, there's one that can score and there's another that simply cannot. And I, I think that's what's so frustrating is you get your goalie doing his job. You get your, your penalty kill doing its job once again. You give yourself these opportunities to win, and it just seems like more often than not, and I think that's not even hyperbolic. You just look at the 
know, their record, like the Sharks are letting these winnable games slip away. One of the things that Quinn mentioned after the game on Saturday was that he and this, that he and Logan Couture had sat down and had a talk and, you know, the feeling, you know, in the locker room is that the guys are frustrated because they, because like you just said, they're, they're playing these winnable games and they don't have the points to show for it. Um, and so I think to have, and then, you know, to have a game, what's really interesting, it's almost, you almost see those two different teams, you know, will, you know, is it the Sharks team that scores? Is it, is it the Sharks team that doesn't score? You, you can see both of those sides of them in the exact same game. I mean, that's kind of what happened on Thursday against the uh, Red Wings. Um, so there, you know, there is that frustration level, but then for them to not go out and, you know, and get those goals on Saturday, I think that has a lot to do with just where that, where the team's at right now. Do you think that the background chatter has anything to do with the almost but not quite enough performance? Because I just wonder, you've heard in the background the story from Pierre Lebrun popped up where it's like, oh, the Sharks are willing to trade anybody but Hurdle. And then now there's more talk of the Eric Carlson stuff. And I just wonder if the guys on the team are hearing this and thinking to themselves, well, what are we then? Are we Are we supposed to be winning these games? Are we expected to win these games? Because it sounds like there's an expectation or maybe not expectation, but it sounds like there's a a concurrent form of thought that's like, well, let's see what sort of value we have for not today. It's it's really interesting because um, my, my you know my take on that report is you know Greer should be talking to you know a handful of other GMs every day whether they're winning or you know whether the team is winning or losing. That is you know a big part of his job is seeing what else is out there. So for you know, for so for that report to come out, it's kind of like, okay, well, he should be talking to people. He should be out there, um, you know, seeing, you know, seeing what, you know, seeing what else is going on. And, you know, nobody, nobody in that dressing room is going to admit that it bothers them. They're going to say, no, we're focused on, you know, playing, we're focused on the next game. Um, but, but, but you do have to wonder if that can kind of seep in and go like, well, wait, what the heck, what, what exactly is going on? Because the, because he, you know, the vibe that we got before the season started was that, okay, well, you know, you know, might, you know, take a couple steps forward, a couple steps back. And now it seems like after that start, which, you know, and it was a rough start that, um, you know, all of a sudden it's ramped up and oh, all of a sudden there were these bigger expectations that aren't being met. So uh, to, you know, to answer your question, I think, I think some of that can seep in because, you know, we're all human. And they are going to hear that and think, oh, gosh, you know, am I on my way out, you know, out the door? But then you'd also think that would maybe also help kind of light a fire under their skates. Yeah, you would kind of hope as well for everyone to prove that they are, you know, worth investing in in the here and now as opposed to later. And I think, again, that's what makes it so frustrating is because it's not like the Sharks have been outright awful in any way, shape or form. Like they've had a couple of bad games, but nothing, you know, Quinn was pissed off a game they lost you know, two one the other night. And, you know, I like, that's not a terrible way to lose a game. I mean, it's unfortunate because you had your goalie stand on his head and you did so many things well that you feel like you should walk away with two points out of that game. But also you got to be realistic at the same time and say like, you know, like this isn't, this isn't the worst team that we've ever seen by any means. Like it's a team that is, it's not perfect, but it's also, it's not horrific. Like, it's not like the performance is worthy of dismantling, you know, after, you know, 20 games now that we're in. I completely agree with that. And I think where, where, where a lot of that frustration is coming from is, you know, not just in the fact that they're not, not just in the fact that they're playing well enough to win these games, but I think it's also how they're losing, giving up those goals really late in games. It's, you know, it's all, you know, and actually both nights, 
um, but you know both you know both Thursday's game and Saturday's game. You know they're giving these goals up late in games and then not able to respond. And so I think that has added to the frustration, knowing that hey, we've got a good group. This group can win games, and but these wins are slipping away late, like late in like third periods when yeah. they can't you know respond to it. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, too many crushing losses can definitely take an impact or have its toll on a team, and so now we look for to tonight, and it's against a team that I feel. And we can, you know, insert your, you know, canned laughter here, but it's like this is a team the Sharks should beat at home. But then again, we said that about Chicago. We said that about Anaheim. Um, do we have any right to say that about Ottawa tonight? Well, and you know, Ottawa is, you know, I, you know, I was looking at everything this morning, and these are two teams that have very similar records. Um, I think that, you know, because on paper, well, and even when you look at when you watch some of those periods side by side, the Sharks are the are the a better team but yeah it's almost laughable because you know they couldn't beat chicago they couldn't beat anaheim at home um you know two teams that are you know below them in the standings and aren't doing it you know and aren't doing well so yeah what so it's kind of like what is going to happen you know with ottawa tonight is this going to be you know you know and they're you know and they're dealing with a ton of injuries mm-hmm. so they're you know, so, you know so they're not even a full club but you know it's so that also wouldn't surprise me though if you know it was like Brady Kachuk had like a two gold, like like a two golden night or something, you know. So what what do you think of this Sharks team after twenty games now? I mean, because there is there is a lot to take in, and like I don't know, you know, we could talk about the identity, we could talk about the the ceiling versus the the basement or the floor, however you want to phrase it. Like, where where do you weigh in right now after seeing twenty games of Sharks hockey? It's so funny because when you and I spoke right at the start of the season there were all of these questions it's you know what's this team going to look like what you know you know what is their identity going to be and 20 games in i still kind of feel like i don't know the answer to that it's weird it's you know because you see because you see these sparks of brilliance you know in those three you know road wins yeah. it was like okay this is how this team is supposed to look this is what this is i think we thought the same thing was going to happen against Detroit, right? Like you thought that it was going to be one of those games like, oh, like those road games. Like, oh, here, it's happening again. Yeah, no, I definitely, that's totally what I thought. I was ready, you know, on Thursday. It was, you know, and, you know, and especially after the statement win against Vegas, especially after that game, I was like, okay, that's it. That's the momentum. And even, and even if they, you know, and when they came back and tied it up 3-3, I mean, not 3-3, 4-4, uh, uh, excuse me, against Detroit, I still kind of had that feeling, even though they'd lost the lead. Um, I still had that feeling. It was like, okay, well, you know, they kind of, you know, they, you know, they must have regrouped, they're feeling better. And then when the, th- you know, those three other goals went in their net, I was like, okay, wait, well, now I'm confused. Which team is this? Yeah. So yeah, it's af- yeah after 20 games, I just, I still can't pinpoint exactly who this team is yet. We're expecting to see uh, Capo tonight for the first time since that game against the Blues that started off the previous road trip. Um, you know, David Quinn has said that it's his confidence that is the issue, not his game. Um, you know, I, I'm just curious where where you weigh in on Capo and just what you're expecting to see from him tonight. I think that as well. I can definitely agree with that. I do think it's something where his where his um, where his confidence has been shaken, and he just needs a couple wins under under his belt to uh you know to get that back. 
Um, you know, this is, you know, it, you know, again, it'll be interesting to see how the team plays in front of him tonight. Because one of the things, even going back to when he came to the Sharks last year, was that he would put on a really good performance, but he didn't have help. Yeah. Um, and so, it, it, so it, the, 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 this will be something. Well, and, you know, and even last game with Reimer, it was, you know, he had, what, 41 saves? And still, and his team still didn't win. So, I think, I think with, I think with Kakinen, it's it's going to be about uh, he just needs a couple good performances to kind of you know get his confidence back, and then I think, um, and then I think he'll be squared away because I mean because his game still looks good, but you can tell that he's shook. Yeah, like that's the kind of thing. It's like he just during that game against the Blues. I don't know if it was he wasn't seeing it well or just what it was, but like he. You know, he has such a, when he's playing confidently, there's almost like a visible aura about him. And it did look a little bit rattled by the end of that game. I agree. He isn't, you know, because, you know, because there are some goalies when they have, you know, whether they have a good game or a bad game, they kind of just, they kind of stand the same. They kind of have that same composure. Um, And he's, you know, he's, and he's, he's, he's a type of player where you can read when he's not, when he's feeling off. Um, like you know, like you just said, that aura of confidence when he's playing well. So I do think it's something where, um, yeah, I just kind of think it's more in, in. I think it's more in his head. If he gets a couple really good stops in there, I think he'll be good. What do you think of the uh, continued Eric Carlson show that we've been getting through twenty games of this season? That's been you know a highlight at least. I mean, you know, one one thing I can confidently say about this team is that Eric Carlson has been so fun to watch and we had talked about this before when he came into last season, you could tell that he had adjusted some things and how he was prepping. Um, and so then for him to, you know, get COVID and then get injured, it was, it was disappointing because even last season you could see he's that he was gearing up for, you know, what we are seeing this season. And it's just, he's, it's, you know, we were just talking about Capo's confidence being down. I don't think there's a more confident hockey player in the league right now than Eric Carlson. Yeah. Um. Everything. I mean, it's everything from. I mean, even his defense. You know, it's his two-way game right now is just fantastic. Um, I I loved Kevin LeBanc said he's feeling himself, but he really is. There's that just that incredible that incredible confidence. And so what you want is for that to kind of you know spread out to the rest of the team. Um, so it's it, you know he's been he's been so fun to watch right now. Yeah, and although you know to get that confidence to spread, it's easier said than done. And that's you know it's it's interesting to watch the dynamic that uh, head coach Quinn plays with the team because he's very um, you know very honest in his post game assessment. It's a different type of honesty. You know Bob Bugner was very bluntly honest, but would use very different language in his blunt honesty as opposed to David Quinn, who is also bluntly honest. But again, the two, the they go about it in two very different ways, which is very interesting to see. David Quinn is such a fantastic quote, and it's so hard writing for the league website where I need to keep everything. It's very, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's very bare bones and very dry. And it's like, oh man, he's got these great quotes I can't <laughs> use. No, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Buchner didn't. He, you know, he, you know, he didn't sugarcoat things. Um, you know, when they, you know, when they didn't play well, they, they didn't play well and he would say so. Um, but it's just, it's some of the, it's just some of the way that Quinn describes things. He's got a much more colorful way of describing the way the other night, um, you know, at, you know, cause he was so, he was so unhappy with how, with how they had played against new, against New York. And there was no oomph in our game. There was no F you in our battles. It's like, I want that <laughs> like cross stitched and hung on a right? wall somewhere. It's just so good. <laughs> Um, you know, with you know, and looking how he is with the team, you know, through the you know through this, um, you know, through these first twenty games, I, 
he's mentioned it before. He really relies on Couture, um, you know, and talking to some of the big guys, um, you know, getting the feel for what's going on. And I, I and, and that's a really cool approach, you know, for it being, you know, you know, you know, his first season and trying and trying to get a feel for why things are the way they are. Um, and I, you know, and as a as a reporter, I also appreciate that he's incredibly blunt. And you know, when they play wonderfully, he he will say so. When they're really bad, he will say that as well. Well, Jelena, I think that's about it that I've got for you for now, and maybe as long as my voice will hold out, hold out as well. But uh, I appreciate your time as always, and uh, hopefully by Friday night, I will be back uh, at the at the tank and doing my normal thing and being, like I said, my loud, obnoxious self as usual. I am looking forward to it. Again, that is Shalina Goldman, who covers the Sharks for NHL.com. Before we run out of time, I wanted to give you the pregame sound from Nico Sturm, one of the best new Sharks, A, and B, one of the best new talkers on the Sharks. Uh, yeah, I got to be honest with you. I, I usually, when it's in the summer, I watch every game, yeah. like even you know every group stage game, even not just Germany, any game. But I, I have to admit, with, with how it's now in the winter and, and the time change and everything, I... I really, I've been totally out of touch with it for the first time in forever. I'm usually a huge soccer fan, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, a little bit out of it this year. Yeah, you guys are in a pretty tough looking pool, though. Yeah, time. yeah, obviously, I'm gonna, like, I don't even, like, I'm gonna try to watch Team Germany, obviously, but sure. it, it's tough with the time change. Usually, if the games are at like 8, 9, 10 a.m., you know, we're busy with meeting, being in right. skate, workout, what have you. So um, it's tough because usually it's a summer activity and then uh, I really enjoy that back home in the summer when, you know, the, the game started at 1 or 2 in the afternoon and then I pretty much sit at home and after my workout and I watch soccer from from 2 in the afternoon till, uh, till 10, 11 at yeah, night yeah. And, and I really enjoy that. And usually we have a, a, a like a pool going with my, my friends and my right. family, like a bedroom pool. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit weird. Um, yeah, it's just I, I haven't felt that, that enthusiasm. I gotta be honest with you, I haven't felt that enthusiasm about the World Cup this year. And right. In my opinion, it's a it's a tough tough uh, spot to have the, the tough tough location to, sure, to, to host it. At and, uh, but uh, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I love that for all the Germans who can't drink beer there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's you know there's obviously a ton of controversy around yeah. it. Um, Maybe so. Maybe it's a good thing that I'm maybe not as involved. And I think sure. a, lot, a lot, a lot of people are. From what I've hearing, been hearing, a lot of people are kind of out of touch with yeah, it a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, um, you know, hopefully, I think the next one is uh, U.S., Mexico, yeah. Canada, yeah. right? Uh, actually, that's something that I'm that I'm really, really excited for, and, and uh, makes a lot more sense, a lot more soccer culture there sure, in sure, Qatar, sure. right? So um, sometimes you gotta be gotta be honest about that kind of stuff, and uh, I just really haven't felt the vibe a lot. Of yeah, 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 yeah. So you guys are doing in a locker room like a like a fantasy, yeah, I'm pretty. Oh, okay. So, but uh, I think uh, Germany. Uh, um, I think quarterfinals is uh, is where the uh, where the journey is. Yeah, made. yeah, maybe you'll get excited. Yeah, they yeah, do, so, do well, right? Um, but uh, Brazil probably the favorite. Um, yeah, in general, even like uh, when I'm over here, I don't uh, I don't follow soccer as much. Mm. It's more in the summer. Um, usually, Bundesliga plays Saturday at uh, three thirty, so that's like eight o'clock our time. And right. Especially on game days, like that's just uh, yeah, I have other, other things to think about, right? So. Um, Every time I'm over here, I feel like I'm totally out of touch with soccer, and then I get back home, and yeah. it's like it's because in Germany right now, and uh, we have two channels, and the World Cup is on like pretty much 24/7, so you can watch all the games all day long. Yeah. 
right now, I just honestly have other things to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice to get Nico's soccer thoughts. All right, we're out of time. I will see you all tomorrow morning on Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Rainey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.